Welcome, 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 everyone, to our second episode of Afrolay. Episode two. Episode two. It is episode two. Thank you all so much. I know. For the support, yes, for listening, for mm-hmm. the plays. You have no idea how much we appreciate all of I that. Oh, thank you Literally, so much. We didn't even expect for more than five people to listen. Honestly, it was just going to be our parents. Maybe Honestly. just my mom and Bobo. Truly, <laughs> So the fact that more than a hundred of you guys listened. Right. And commented and sent feedback. Right. And slid in the DMs. Right. And the conversation. WhatsApps, all of it. We appreciate you. We see you. And we encourage you to do even more of that. So join the conversation. Hashtag Africa. Yes, on Twitter, tweet at us. We don't have an official Twitter yet, but you can also send us an email, and that will be in the description section of that beautiful SoundCloud. Indeed, indeed. So, yes, yes. So, I'm back. My name is Bobo once again, and I'm here with the beautiful Equa. I was about to call you Kenya. (laughs) I just rub to Kenya so hard. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, really so though, repping South Africa, right? Coming at you though from New York, right? From the coldest weather I've ever experienced. Ugh, Africans in our dramatic, <laughs> but it is really cold. You know, like I can't feel my face, but I can't feel my. We're still prospering and we're still flourishing. We are. We really are. So. As you may recall or may not, I am from Kenya. I currently am a student at the new school, and I am finishing up my thesis, so we're just out here with the lovely Bobo. Yeah, and I'm a fashion blogger. I'm in these streets. I'm in New York. (laughs) I'm not a scholar. Right. right now. But always learning. Always open to learning. Yeah, I'm just you a know? scholar of the universe. I like this. <laughs> but before we begin, Akwa, how was your day? My day was lit. Um, well, we've had some technical difficulties that have right. literally crushed my soul. <laughs> but we are back at it because we can't let the gang gang down so um that has just kind of been the turmoil of life but other than that i'm pretty good i'm looking forward to thanksgiving probably by the time you're listening to it it'll be american thanksgiving so happy thanksgiving to all of our american followers but we're not really you know we're still not really here for thanksgiving yeah we don't really too much yeah yeah you know we don't really too much even celebrate black friday yeah we don't but level of consumerism now we're not here for it yeah no. no But food is always good, so eat a really good, food. yeah, eat a really good meal. A vegan can Oh, God. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, we'll, get, we'll have an episode on being Afro-vegan and how it's not African, but... Wow. Until that day comes. The shade. <laughs> <laughs> but, moving on... To our second topic of Afrolet, yes. today we'll be discussing relationships, Ooh. romantic relationships, mind you, <laughs> dating, and sexuality and gender mm-hmm. while black, more specifically while African because we're African, but you know, mm-hmm. blackness transcends. The woes. So. All the woes. So yes, Bobo, I know you've lived in two, well, you've lived all over the world, but... You've lived in two really distinct metropolitan cities. So, formerly you were in Los Angeles, but before that, or now you're in New York. So, how has your dating life changed? Wow. Well, I'm perpetually bayless, but... (laughs) Despite that, you know, because no, we just, we focus on school I'm African. (laughs) Beef or books. Exactly. What boys? That's a lie. That's a lie. They come to you, though. Right? Oh, do they? Oh. That was my life. (laughs) Um, Listen, so boys are boys, whether they're on Mars or in New York or in LA. Okay. So I feel like 
Actually, I actually do prefer dating in New York a lot more <laughs> than dating in LA. Ooh, no, shade to, no shade to LA. Mm, no, the tea is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like the cal. Or you know what? Maybe it's not even too much the city itself. Maybe it's just I've evolved and grown. Mm, I don't know though. It's that. probably a combination of factors. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like the caliber of romantic prospects okay that i've attracted in new york has been drastically different low-key mm. but also when i was in la half of the time i was dating college guys but by Ooh. dating i just mean like you know just being a college student <laughs> and just like so what would these like Without, obviously, you know, we're not here to expose. So Uh, what were these dates entail? Like, what makes it so different between the two? You don't find any similarities between both cities? No, I just feel like the conversations, the... I'm also... Because back then, dating a college guy versus dating someone with a career and, like, things to do. Goals. You know? (laughs) Just life goals. Yeah, <laughs> who's not, like, at a frat party. I just feel like that's different. It's just different. Yeah. And, like, the dates are more elegant. Uh, it's not just, like... Okay, you're that you know, type. Yeah. yeah, I'm that type, you know? <laughs> We um, are that type, though. Let's not really. get it <laughs> Um, I'm still a Gemini, though, so I oh, do gosh. drive people crazy, but... Hmm, and I'm a Taurus, but I don't really yeah. believe in these things because I feel like I'm all signs, but we won't get into <laughs> that. But anyway. But I knew you were going to say that because you're a Taurus. So. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, dating in LA versus New York. Yeah. I just feel like I don't even really know like where to begin. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would just say the caliber of men have improved for me okay (laughs) there's there's a level there's a level i mean well you've been in new york longer for me yeah yeah so i grew up here so i just feel like i don't see this new like you have a new gaze right i don't have that you know i don't have that at all like i have a very set standard of what these new york guys are gonna be like (laughs) and if they like kind of are they trash Hmm, I don't know if they're trash. It's just, it's weird. Group dynamics for men, it's always... Because I feel like the only time I kind of really interact with guys that I don't know is on the train. And either on the train I'm, like, afraid of those men, (laughs) or they smell terrible, or they are just in that group and it's kind of awkward. Or they're in, like, high school, you know what I mean? So there's always... Okay, speaking of group dynamics... I feel like you, because you're an extrovert and I'm an introvert. That is true. Even though I thought I was an introvert, but (laughs) I learned these things. (laughs) I'm also the most awkward human being on this planet. That's a lie, though. I don't approach anyone, but do you feel, I do feel like it's more socially acceptable for women to approach men in New York. Oh, Yeah. Why is it like how? How? So also how do you approach you know, for everyone listening who's as awkward as me, how do we do this? Here's tips. Oh my gosh. It's not even like of course it depends on the setting. Like I would never approach a guy in the train. Oh my god. <laughs> that scenario just came in my head and I actually had how like a panic. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, right. no. But, like, if you're, I guess now, because we're of that caliber where we go to these networking events, which I do love, Yeah, I think there's also that level of coyness that it just comes through conversation. And if you're, like, yeah, if you want to strike a conversation with a guy, like, why don't you just, like, say, like, hey, like, what brings you to this event? But how does it not get awkward? How do you avoid the awkwardness of conversation? Because if they're at that event, they're obviously there to meet people. So why would they... Like, I don't know. It's counterintuitive to me. Like, why would you go to network to just, like, be on your phone? 
you know because oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's literally I know <laughs> spilling tea I'm all you introverts really though <laughs> no it's hard it's hard the chai is hot yeah no um I think that it's just um it's honestly a mental thing you just have to tap into that like just know that everyone who's in that networking space is not here to judge you at all and even if they are that like shows more of them than it does of you okay. you know so that's like level one just like wrap that around you and just no cloak that on I you that. you know so that's one two once you have the i guess that sort of confidence because it's a, again because your mental psyche gets into it that's that level of confidence that kind of exudes from you and so I always use the because you know whenever you're at a networking event there's always that like cute um you know little cheese and fruit (laughs) table thing and if there's someone that you want to talk to and they are at that place they're gathering food and be like oh have you tried you know like you just strike up a conversation like oh have you tried this wine like is it good and they're like oh yeah and then you can continue it from there i mean if they storm off and walk away then you don't have to like keep following them and talking to them but you know usually if you strike up a conversation with someone there you know everyone's friendly when they're eating food so (laughs) it'll always go it'll always be a positive experience rather than an awkward experience okay I'm taking notes. Yeah, so next time Bobo and I go to <laughs> go to a networking event, I will be observing her and let so y'all know what <laughs> you can expose me. Exactly. The manner ways. the mannerisms. But yeah, no, back to dating. I yeah. you know, I also kind of tying back into our first episode and talking about self love, I feel like also for a long time I didn't Ooh. really like want to approach anyone of like the opposite gender so I think once I kind of started going to college and started realizing you know having that realizing things of Kylie Jenner (laughs) and right (laughs) and realizing that hey like you know I see my peers I see people who look exactly like me I see my friends out here in these streets Mm -hmm. you know enjoying themselves talking to guys talking to everyone really yeah. and I was like okay I can I can just start talking to people and like not have it not be this really like heart-wrenching experience so I when I came back to New York and started going to the new school um I don't know I just from our first class even like where I met s- some of my really good friends they we just continued a conversation and just From there, we would go to events together, and we'd be like, you know, we'd do that whole girl thing. Oh, my God, that guy's looking at you. You should (laughs) talk to him. You know, it was like an episode of Girlfriends. Like, really? (laughs) You know? I mean, and even in Canada, um, like, I remember having some, or like one of my really good guy friends, and we would always, like, have a good time whenever we partied. And even from there, like, we would always go and do our own thing. Like, I guess because I showed up at a party with him, people would maybe assume that we were together. But the fact that I would talk to some other guy and he would just be doing his own thing, like, it was never assumed. So, I don't know. It kind of gave me the confidence, A, from having, like, mutually exclusive, like, simple guy friends. And then, you know, just, yeah. Interesting choice of words. I know. And you know where I'm going with this. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, can sir. men and women truly be friends? Uh, truly, honestly, 100%, can this happen? I want to say yes, but like... How? In theory, but like in my reality, no. Yeah? Yeah. What is it in your reality? Because <laughs> <laughs> made you draw the I know, because it always gets like a little bit messy because there's certain subjects like to be very clear that I would never bring up with my guy friend or friends you know like I wouldn't ask my guy friends like oh which dress should I which shoes should I get but I would ask them like and you know actually the more I think about this I think it also depends on like what like what sexuality preference this guy may have because I wouldn't feel yeah. yeah I wouldn't like I think the question has to be like 
kind of straightforward yeah, for true. like straight men. Yeah, you know, can straight, straight man yeah, and a straight, straight woman, woman be friends? I want to say yes, but in my reality, no. No. Yeah, and I when I think about it, like even with my guy friends, it's like one of those friendships where you like kind of don't talk all the time. And like with my so guy you're friends, not like close friends. Yeah, like we're not close friends. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know if this is personally <laughs> this has not been in my reality either. You know, <laughs> I just feel like the world is so libidinal that I can't. You have to explain these. Break these words down for <laughs> us. I know I'm the scholar, but Bobo's really the scholar the when it comes to <laughs> vocabulary. Uh, tweet Whoa. at her. She'll give you some words. Yeah, yeah. I should do that uh-huh. later in the day. Um, no, it's just so the world I feel like is so driven by male libido, male sexual desires, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And so, just based on the fact that because of the patriarchy in which we live, mm. you know, it's gonna know, go balance right. on us. Um, <laughs> I, I still am reading communion. Uh huh. If it's possible for a straight male to consume a woman in a non even if he's not sexually attracted to her per se yeah I feel like the first just the first thing yeah is, is I don't know I just feel like the gaze from a male is always gonna be sexual and you know what's weird though the more well, I think about it like too generation. yeah I think a younger guy straight guy can be friends with like an older woman does that make sense because i feel like it's that mother son dynamic i've never heard of it yeah like i think that because i have even like when i think about my aunties and stuff Mm -hmm. you know like they have they obviously have friends but like they could hang out with like younger guys and like have it be so like friendship oriented like they're cool they like you know and i don't think that me and that guy could be friends does that make sense so like we'll always kind of be mutual friends because of that like motherly aspect that we have you know that we have in common because like that friend of yours is my aunt but that aunt the the auntie to me is like a mother to you you know what i mean so it's like that sort of friendship yeah i mean i'm gonna observe it more but i was just as you were speaking i was kind of thinking about that scenario too so i feel like maybe we could be friends with like 10 year olds (laughs) well maybe not a 10 year old guy (laughs) but like we're (laughs) we're out here be looking for your 10 year old Truly, I can't even. I don't, I just feel like I surround myself with people older than me. Me in too. General. Yeah, yeah. Because even being with a guy who's my age, nah. Yeah. No. That's yeah. I mean, women are like mature. We're mature out of the womb. We already know things. <laughs> <laughs> we know things from honestly, the womb. Honestly, you know. Yeah, cause... but I do feel like college. Or just living in LA mm-hmm. is what really confirmed for me oh that gosh. male-female friendships are a mythical tale. <gasps> oh, it's no. just not a reality that's feasible. I I do know uh, this is a really controversial topic. Let's go there. I know, Let's do it. Mm-hmm. No, just this topic oh. that we're on because I know so many women who disagree really? so hard. Yeah. Because, see, there's also the women who feel like, and we're just talking about straight women. Right yeah. Now. We'll get into queerness. We will. We're getting there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes, yeah, so. But there's the women who feel like they're, like they're one of the boys, you know? I was that girl, though. Wait, so how did you, how did you suddenly become the oh, girl I th- that is I think we may still can't be Well, in the sense that I, there always has to be, like, a mutual link. Like, for example, I can be friends with a guy because that guy is my friend's boyfriend. <laughs> you see? So there's that mutual link. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you see? Yeah. But th- that is a friendship there, you know? Right. You know? Like, I feel like that but guy... I mean without that, like, a man just... That's what I'm saying. I don't think that... No terms. No terms. Like, possible? it can't exist on no terms. Like, there has to be some sort of mutual terminology. Right. Yeah. 
so it's like so it's interesting that you're saying that LA is kind of that place that confirmed <laughs> confirmed that for you. Whereas New York, not actually Nairobi, confirmed that for for me. Really? But okay, what is the difference differences between dating in Kenya versus well, New York? Well, I feel like I haven't dated long enough in. Uh, Nairobi. Yeah. So everything that I'm saying is off of like, you know, off of like receive. Yeah. Other people's records. Just, you know, my own observations from going out and things like that. But I do think that one thing is that one thing that I still really love. And I guess this will also be the downfall. Sorry, feminists, is that men are still really, really chivalrous in the sense that, like, they insist on paying for the first meal and, like, insist on... Yeah, this is in Kenya. Whereas in New York, I really don't... Yeah, Yeah, it's like a 50... I hope he's not, you know. (laughs) I'm a feminist. Do I take out my card? Even though I don't, but... (laughs) I feel like we all play that game of, like, yeah, let me reach for my (laughs) Like that? And act like Although I and he's like no (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I feel like okay before I even get there do you think men women are expected to pay on the date oh oh my gosh this is the million dollar question (laughs) this is always on my twitter your honor I plead the fifth (laughs) (laughs) I plead the fifth (laughs) dead how do you feel about this expectation that men must pay on dates? As fe- are, Do you consider yourself a feminist? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. So we're both feminists. Yes. Whatever that may mean. Yeah, I know. The I feel like the evolution of the definition of yeah. feminist will constantly be like... Evolve. Like no, it will constantly me, it will be an evolution. Just be like gender equality, like that. That is a baseline. I know, but I feel like it's more than. Ge- anyway, we'll get into yeah. that. Let me answer your question. Yeah. <sighs> I mean. <laughs> okay. Have you paid on a date? Let's go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that hesitation has left has the said building. Everything. <laughs> I quite no. left the room. <laughs> No, I have not. How have you managed to do this for all two decades? If you listen to the first episode, (laughs) you'll know. Actually, no, that's a lie. Um, I so I went on a date, but like his car didn't go through, so Mm. it was like one of those scenarios. And then like it got like you know like he made up for it. Like, my baby yeah. for the next one, you know? But do you think it's an expectation, so, like, as a man, this is what you have to do? I honestly do feel let down. If if I were ever in that situation, mm. I would feel let down. And it would probably, like, lower my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to so that. his base statistics. E- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but there's a difference between, like, bay auditions versus a date. You no. see, yeah. Let's so, talk about let's that. Discuss, yeah, let's discuss this. Okay, you're on a Bay audition. Okay, uh huh. So he's auditioning for the part of Bay. Yeah, true. So like, describe the scenario. So like, what? Where is this place? Yeah, let me take. Yeah, you. let's take. Let's take it there. Okay, this is a very traditional date. Uh-huh. You know, this is a guy. He met you. He saw you. He thought you were this ethereal, <laughs> celestial being. Ooh. So he slid into your metaphorical DMs. Okay. And he, you know, he courted you. Oh no, yeah. he's currently courting you, right? Yeah. Now. And so, so via you know, text, uh huh. Is is texting even? I actually I, don't consider texting to be flirting, courting. Whoa. Or okay, so then ninety percent of like my flirting isn't like a flirting to you because <laughs> like no, I, I feel no, like you can nowadays text, but yeah. I just don't consider it part of the courting pro- it's because oh. it's not effort Ooh, you know wow so it's all girls who are out there like oh he loves <laughs> me he sends me good morning texts nah, Bobo is like <laughs> nope <laughs> no effort no nah, you didn't flirting um, but going back to the scenario. Yes. And so he's asked you on a date to take you to your favorite restaurant. Yeah. Or, 
you told him that you love Mediterranean food. So he found this Greek restaurant and Ooh. the ambiance was lit. Okay. Just, you know, candles were lit. Okay. And there were all these romantic undertones. Wow. He reserved a whole, you know, side of the room for you guys. Oh my gosh. Just understand the level that Bobo deals with. But yeah. <laughs> See, if you're not renting off that side. <laughs> That's why I wanted her to describe this today. <laughs> oh no, this is all fantasy. <laughs> this is sure. not my current reality. <laughs> sure. You know. And so this guy now has taken you out. You know, he's mm-hmm. he didn't show up in Tim's. He really put in <sighs> effort. <laughs> he really put in effort. Like, you know, he came well dressed. Yeah. His lips weren't ashy. Oh, His elbows were moisturized. Oh, thank God. He was hydrated every single hair follicle. Hallelujah. He no, because we don't do ashiness. That's another topic. Right, that is a topic for another day. But Truly. yeah, none of that. Uh huh. And so, you know, so now you're here on this Greek, at this Greek restaurant, mm-hmm. Bay Audition. Okay. Because the Bay Audition is the preliminary process. That is true. To you know, dating and then True. dates, etc. True. So, even on that scenario, yeah, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. He wouldn't pay. No, he'd be expected to. Yeah. Yeah. How do you especially grapple with this as feminists? I know it's a it's a touchy subject because yeah. I feel like well. You know, black women are owed so many reparations. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go with the reparations. Go in. Go in and because of that, I mean, just being, a, like, waking up and being in this female body. Speak on it. You know, I'm already, I've already have to, I'm already dealing with so much. You know? So and so what if it's, like, I'm, you know, the period month, you know, period time. Like, I'm just... I have a pimple on my face, you know, that I can't imagine if I don't put makeup on and I'm just out here, I go to work, you know, like someone is bound to give me a certain type of look, right? So with already all of that emotional baggage that women carry, and now I have to go and dress up, because if I showed up (laughs) in Tim's to this date... I feel like there would be some sort of backlash, right? Word. Like this scenario wouldn't play like out to his. It is a double standard of aesthetics when it comes to straight oh. male, straight female oh, relationships. Oh, yeah. We'll speak on this. We will. Continue. But I do feel like, at least, and it depends because I've been in, I've been on Bay auditions where, like, it was at a cafe, you know. So then it's like if it's a little coffee, then yeah. like I guess I could do that. But if it's like a whole experience that you're laying out for me and want me to experience with you, then like you should cover that, you know? Yeah. And and it it doesn't even have to do with well, also as a feminist, I think it also has to do with that um, wage gap. So because I am making less, let us use that percent, yeah, to pay for my meal. No, that's also how I negotiate this in my mind. Yeah. Until the gender wage gap is closed, until the glass ceiling has been broken. Word. Until America sees a female president. You're paying for these dates. Word. All All of them. Um, although I will say I've actually had to pay on several dates. <laughs> <laughs> so even this is just a fantasy. I know, right? You know? Bobo's um, out here scheming in her head yet. How much is it? <laughs> no, I feel like I do have a subtle expectation that if you've asked me out, that is you offering to take me out. Also, if it's a Bay audition, mm. I feel like it's just part of the process, you know? And hmm. so I do I do grapple with this, even though I'm a feminist, and I'm like, yeah, no gender equality, but nah, this is, this is the one thing. <laughs> you have to negotiate. Yeah. Where am I willing to be problematic? That's true. Not? That's true. And at least you recognize it, yeah. you know? Because I feel like... problematic. Yeah. Dates? Let me not pay. Yeah. And at the same time, too, I mean, I guess the 
counter argument for guys always be like oh yeah but you know since you want to be a feminist and like make you know and like (laughs) why don't you just then like walk around naked too because like you should be able to show you know like yeah like free the nipple you know if you want me to pay for this (laughs) yeah you know I feel like that's also the like next subject that comes up too because I feel like there's that expectation and see that's where I have this problem because then once I let them pay there's like this expectation like oh Oh, I paid for something eggs you see but that's the difference between bae and a sugar daddy (laughs) (laughs) a sugar daddy's paying for sugar bae is paying out of court see that's why it's called courting you are courting me I feel like the lines for men have like skewed that so much I feel like they just no, feel like oh no. if I paid for her metro card that's called male if I paid for her matatu ride if I paid but for see, her uber is, you know what you know why this is problematic I've also paid for a guy's uber oh won't, god I cried that day <laughs> you know um what was I about to say? Oh, yeah. I feel like this gets... This expectation, you know, this entitlement <sighs> that men have because I've done something for you. It's problematic because this is where rape culture also stems from. Ooh. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, you owe me some sugar. Right. Because I've taken you out on a date. I text you good morning. Right. No, no one owes you anything. Sit down take several seats i know i don't care if a guy has taken me on 55 dates and has bought me a house if i still say no it means no. no like you were never entire that was not part of the contract that's so, so real yeah i mean and i feel like and it's hard though because then as a feminist i also feel like you should be able to do what you want and if you do after the first date want to get sugar and have sugar then then it means means, but then you see (laughs) homeboy over here (laughs) thinks that this is like the entitlement of it and then we'll go ahead and feel as though like oh wow like yeah this is the level of woman you are you know like off of that preconceived you see like that's what I don't I'm not here for and that's why it stems back to why I need men to all pay for the first date (laughs) or bay audition you see because it's like because of all these underlying entitlements no you're gonna do all of those underlying entitlements and I'm still still going to have the upper hand because I can still say no and the moment I say no then it means that you have or you are going to cross a line that is illegal you know so I mean I feel like either way any any human being whether you're straight queer male female non-binary if you're going into a romantic relationship attached to a particular expectation from the other person you're already low-key some and i know we all do this I like know. all of us do this i was about to but say like all how... trash for that because oh. no really it really is just a part of being trash because if you're attached to a particular outcome from a human being that means you have certain you feel somewhat entitled to their existence like you don't necessarily appreciate and love them fully as autonomous human beings you just love them for what they can give you which means you don't really love them you know what i'm saying no but i still know because i feel like at the same time like we do certain things because of that love you see so like i'll give you an example like i feel that i will always like even if I don't respond like today I will always respond back to a friend or person's like message or inquiry or something and like is that because I expect them to and it's because I expect them to do the same because we have established that we are friends you know so then if they don't do that then it's then it makes me question like okay maybe I thought we were on this high level of friend, and maybe we're just going to go back to having you be like someone I know level of acquaintance. Yeah. I mean, this is also, I don't think, I'd have to be a really evolved human being to be able to really get to this level where 
I can truly I think this is just this is boils down to like what is unconditional love oh you know <laughs> whether romantic or not the heavy heavy sigh where it's like can I truly truly love someone for everything that they are with no attachment or expectation mm. no attachment to an outcome and no expectation of a specific outcome i feel like then you just wouldn't because you have to trust to love right so then how would you trust <clears throat> if you have that level of love like i feel like if you mm. trusted because you trust them because you love them unconditionally how right. would you how would there be any sort of expectation of that trust you know like trust trust is solid you know like it's like okay i'm giving you this rock you have this rock now you know like <laughs> i'm not expecting that. you to like disintegrate it i'm not expecting you to hammer on <laughs> it but when you love in that sort of term it's like kind of it's kind of giving that expectation that fluidity to be like yeah you can hammer it you can you know you can use it to do whatever you want yeah. but it's still a rock like no it's not a rock anymore it's now powder or it's now you know like i i can't comprehend how or what I think it is is that unconditional love needs it can't just be it has to be more like solid than that like it can't just be that fluid yeah Yeah. for it to be unconditional like I feel like there's and again you you could argue that it's that level of having that expectation right but honestly I feel like without that then there's no, you know, like, how can there be trust if there's... How can there be love, and then how can there be trust, you know? Yeah, in that space of unconditional love. Yeah. This is a deep... uh, This is some deep philosophical question. (sighs) If you have an answer for what is love and how to love unconditionally, please, by all means, slide in my DMs. Tweet us. Tweet us. And let me know. Tweet at us. Right. Because I need to know. I would love to know. I mean, Bobo, Bobo needs to know. I just, I already know. How I <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd no, like to be. Already ch- got this. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd like to be challenged though. So send me, send me a question. Send me a counter. You know, word, that would be lit. Word, too. word. But okay. getting on to the more controversial topic, and you touched on this a little bit mm-hmm. when we were talking about expectation. Not even expectations when we were talking about entitlement. Yeah. This culture of slut shaming, it just baffles me. I'm just confused. I'm just kachonked because (laughs) (laughs) made up word. Um, (laughs) Because I need to understand how is it that women are deemed sluts after hooking up on the first date. Right. Ugh. Doing whatever on the first date. I know. But I've just never heard... In all two decades of my existence, I've just never heard a guy being a slut for that same behavior. I... Why can men not be sluts? Why? <sighs> I don't understand. I don't understand. And even... True. I think this touches on a little bit, you know, because coming from... Like, Kenya's very conservative. Like, yeah. off the top... Like, it's very traditional in its romance, in its culture, and conservative in that sense. So if you are any step out of that, you are getting judged heavy. And I think it stems, like, I think slut-shaming in those scenarios stems from the fact that women are even going to, like, places that where that could happen. So, like, going to clubs, like, staying late at restaurants, going to lounges and things. So participating in nightlife already... You're deemed oh, yeah, you're deemed a wow. slut. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know? Or you, you're deemed that you would probably deviate towards that side versus, like, so, anything else. So, but do you else. feel like, because the world is supposedly getting more progressive and more liberal. <laughs> Suppo- <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> uh-huh. We're getting more progressive and liberal and open-minded and yeah. tolerant. Yeah. But do you feel that... This tolerance transcends gender, Ooh. and do the but hmm. do the double standards still affect us? Do you feel like women will ever be able to free ourselves from? I want I want to be in the lifetime that we do, and yeah. I feel like it is through the strides that we make. You know, so like 
when we do and it starts at that minimal level too so like going out on dates and like you know, i honestly believe the only way that we'll transcend this is like through trial and error unfortunately so yeah. it's like you know going on that date having that bay and he says some problematic stuff to you cuz he will <laughs> you know it's just yeah really and you just have to check him you know like you have to correct him you have to lay it down and just be like no like it can work both yeah. ways you know and i love to use like the example of like someone like amber rose you know mm-hmm. like amber Speaking. rose's feminism because like she obviously has her whole her whole background stems from a culture you know of like working as a i think as a dancer and then as you know i think as a stripper or something like yeah. that and then now coming into this role of feminism even though she's kind of always been like that because of her hair and like not having longer hair and things yeah. like that and so for her to be like I can be with anyone and if I say no that means no I can be laying down to laying down next to them wearing no clothes like it has to start at like those minimal levels in that private space too because I feel like the only if we attack it and like address it in a private space then we can also have the courage to attack it and address it in the public space too. Yeah. The only problem that comes in between those spaces is that within the privacy of people's home, they're more subject to getting like abused by their partners right. and things like that. So I don't know. It's always like it's always such a struggle for me sometimes, you know, because you just want to go out and have fun and do whatever and like right. dance on everybody, but. Then you remember just the know, <laughs> like you'll and be mid mid dab, <laughs> and then and then you remember you're just about to twerk, you right? You're and just then you remember that patriarchy though. like literally I knees do bent. Feel, I, honestly, though, I do feel like even as a woman, having to navigate the dating world and just mm. the world in general, I always have to be conscious of the double standards that exist i know like i can't just be out in these streets and you know what sucks too it starts with women like i feel like as women we we cannot allow ourselves to slut shame because women sometimes do it all the time women practice patriarchy just as much as men say that don't get this twisted to yourself one more time exactly all the time because once you are aware that you can omit that energy and that patriarchy Mm. to other women too it's just like lowering the playing field for all of us you know and so i feel like once like even within your own circles like you have to kind of be that um resounding like just stone and like saying like you can like you don't have to slut shame her. Like we can we can still talk about her, but you don't have to slut shame yeah. her. You know what I mean? It's the same with Ivanka Trump. Like she's not my favorite human Ooh, being. She's know. not my role model. <laughs> but we, you know, I can feel like she's okay. Let me not call her trash, <laughs> but I can disagree <laughs> with her existence. Yeah, entirely. And not shame her. Like yeah, okay. yeah. Like, that's, I didn't die. You know, I you can still flourish and thrive without slut shaming Ivanka Trump. Exactly, and I feel like yeah, and I feel like it has to start at that level too. Yeah, you know, it can't be, it can't just always be like we can't as feminists too. We can't always just be trying to fight men. You know, like because that that energy and all of that effort yeah is not the answer you know like i feel like we really do have to support all women you know but on that same token how can we be feminists but also african women (laughs) because and i do make ugali while you (laughs) while you school honestly i do feel like south africa is a bit more honest actually low-key i do feel like south africa is even more liberal and progressive than america just shade oh i like that tea yeah we do like that (laughs) but at the same time i still do feel like being a black african and still practicing and living your feminism yeah in whatever way that means to you yeah 
is a touchy subject. It's touchy. It is so touchy for no reason to. Yeah, because it's like, you know? how can you explain? It's like a mind making those fake walls no, around really. yourself. It's like, how do I explain to my African aunt, uncle, parents, whatever, that I'm wearing this not for male attention? Like, I'm literally wearing this for my aesthetic. Exactly. But they don't, they can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can't see it that way. They never see it that way. Traditional norm. Yeah. And I think, again, it stems from that societal, like, um, being conservative or being, you know, like, and I can only speak of Kenya because that's what I know, but I know that. I remember, even mm-hmm. with, like, my family, like, I remember one time when I was wearing makeup and, like, you know, I had the face beaked. Yeah. <laughs> and my uncle was like, oh, she's allowed to wear makeup? <laughs> and I, like, grilled him, but... <laughs> and then I, like, looked at my mom, like, okay, I guess you have to explain, you yeah. know, like, are you going, are you going to let the patriarchy rule us? Or Honestly, are you going to explain, like, you know, she's allowed to do whatever Honestly, she wants? Honestly, I feel like that's what being, like, an Afro-modernist woman is all about. You're I just know. constantly walking on that line between <sighs> traditional African cultural norms yeah. versus progressive liberal Western norms. Yeah. And, like, bringing them together. Right. Yeah, it's real. It is real. But I think we're, at least our generation of Africans, are doing a pretty good job of, like, speaking about these things. Because I think it has to start with a conversation, you know? And I remember specifically when I was in Kenya, like, I had so many conversations about feminism and, like, a little bit on patriarchy. But, again with African men but it stemmed from that idea like oh yeah because I have a sister or you know because I have like my mom and I know you know like it always has to stem from a moment so how do you feel about that too I'm just not here for that like you have to understand even if even if it is like elevating like anyway continue but it's even if it is elevating their own psyche and knowledge to misogyny and patriarchal norms taking but it's place. it's still only like, oh, I only find that problematic because me as a male, I as a male have a female figure in my life. I don't know. I just find that to be like a problem. I get you. But I, I just feel like, again, that's like the burden of being a woman, you know? Like, I feel like that will always be the reminder because some, all men stem from a woman right and so if it has to be that reminder like would you want that to happen to your mother you know we have to do that anyway yeah we'd have to do that anyway trash (laughs) (laughs) so but do you feel like women like amber rose yeah kardashian black china do you feel like they've contributed contributed to the feminist well i separate i separate all three yeah. I support Black China because of her <laughs> deconstruction of the Kardashian name. Dead. And um I love that she will use that to benefit off of all her wig bundles and t- like, you know, tummy tees and beautifulness cuz she deserves to make all of her coins. So that's one. With Amber Rose, I think because of her, you know, it's a journey. Like because of where she started Mm -hmm. and like being in a really derogatory like job setting that kind of forces you to allow misogyny and like sexism and like the patriarchal norms to like run you because like being a stripper that's like literally you are entertaining right using your body to entertain so you have to just allow that to happen to you but do you feel like you've been more inspired to I've, express and, your sexuality? But because of her transition and being aware of where she started and, like, make, using that as her power rather than her weakness, mm. I feel like I've learned from her. But I haven't learned anything from Kim. <laughs> <laughs> the shade? I have not learned a thing. The shade I is, have not learned okay, a I thing. Used to, I used to be on your wavelength as far as Kim. But I've... I don't know. I see her in a new light now, mm. and I do. I do appreciate her for mm. like her entrepreneurial. <laughs> oh, I mean, I give that credit to her mother, though. So yeah, yeah. Because I don't think I think Chris is out here checking the you know ROTs and the balance sheets. I don't think Kim is out here checking those. 
honestly. But, but I guess just in the sense of like her having a whole career off of her body, her aesthetics, this controversial topic of is that benefiting women's liberation or not? Nah? Yeah. I do, to a certain extent, feel like it is now. You know? I'm giving her that, you know, African... <laughs> what are you talking about? That African Look. side eye. <laughs> no, because I do feel like... Because no one... No one is expected... Or no one should be expected to be a role model. So if you're out here wanting to throw it back for money, then by all means, throw it back for money. Like I also think it stems from... And like one thing that all of them don't do is that they don't really address black china a little bit but they don't really address how they fall into the spectrum of being like you know very light-skinned you know Mm, and like not having to deal with that stigma too that's true you know because yeah could a black woman be kim and thrive oh no because think of people like serena williams you know Mm. like i mean it's different for her also because she's an athlete and has always been an athlete but like you know, any time she puts on a dress, it's like, oh my gosh, look at how manly she is, you know? Yeah. So it's like, there, can, there can't there can be any, like, sexuality unless it's within light her... Skin. Yeah, no, with, with, unless it's light-skinned or unless it, like, has to deal with her sports. Because I think for Serena Williams, everyone talks about her butt, but it's only when she's wearing, like, the tennis skirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's when it'll come up in People magazine or whatever. That's you so know, yeah. So I think for for all three of them, they and that's why I kind of appreciate Amber Rose because she's allowing that dialogue to happen. And so I I hope that she does decide to take it another level further by kind of discussing how her shadism effects. I mean, I know she was in that move that that documentary like Light Skin Girls. Don't get me started. I know I hated that, that movie. That movie I was can't the dumbest. Oprah I know. I'm took so time out of her days. I had to tell to my auntie Oprah. <laughs> really though. <laughs> we had to talk to our auntie. Honestly, yeah, no, we have no time for that documentary. You but... know, but yeah, so and but the thing with Kim though and the reason why I disagree with you is because I do kind of think until we all have or we do all have access to the same tools that kim does to Mm -hmm. a certain extent but until we all have that liberty to be able for women to throw it back and make money and whatever and absolutely be free in society i don't think like i think she has a role to play yeah and i I think that she needs to be a role model no, see, that's where I disagree because I do agree with you in that she does play a role because she's one of the most influential women on this planet. Exactly. Currently. At the same time, though, I do feel like part of liberating women is not conforming to respectability politics. Although I do, I will say Kim Kardashian particularly, she's problematic in that she exploits black women. And she's yeah, yeah. she actually just black the whole family the whole family have built a name off of exploiting black black culture yeah so in that way she's problematic but in the sense that she profits off of her body it's just like Kim is just so complicated and intersectional because she's profiting off of her body by exploiting black culture so her profits are directly linked to her sexuality but also blackness and the cultural appropriation of all of that Mm. so you know so in that way she's problematic but Mm. she also is still part of women's liberation in that she's like i don't have to be oprah to be respectable i can just be i feel a that woman yeah i feel that I who guess. hasn't been in college as a woman and thought you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm writing these essays for free <laughs> meanwhile no it's crossed everyone's mind it has yes, speak it are. you have to say it you have to finish that sentence you know, we all know where you're going <laughs> We have all considered, we, you know, even if you thought about it for a split a second, second you while thought, you were writing, you had a thought. <laughs> for one. You, you truly did. No, we all saw that meme of that girl crying into a cup, <laughs> like, busy with your morals. <laughs> really, though, you know what? Without morals, I would be flagrant. I would be 
I would be Oprah. <laughs> but I will leave it at that. <laughs> To wrap it up, because we don't want to go on for days. I know. Um, I'll end by well, you were for some advice. Well, yeah. you were gonna talk about. Remember, we were always gonna close with our goals, and I was gonna follow up on that yeah. goal. How did no, saying no go? Um. So I've done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I said I would be practicing saying no. Yeah. And you know what's hilarious? I feel like I've had more DM requests. Just for just of like people being like, Hey, let's collaborate or like up and coming models being like, Hey, can you do this favor, etc. And I've just been like, Yeah, knowing damn well that I don't have the time. <laughs> wow. And I that was the universe giving you Honestly, cues to be like, nah, fam. Like, nah. And I failed. See? Like, nah. So don't be like me. And, well, you have another you have another chance. But anyway, yeah. I interrupted you. What did you want to do? Um no, I also wanted I wanted to end the dating segment and oh, then, like, close okay. into the girl segment. Oh. But we can flip flop. Okay. Cool. There's cool. No agenda here. Cool. But let's end the dating section. Yeah. Give nicely. me some advice. Give us all some advice. A so I'm actually going on a date tonight. <sighs> so. Wow. <laughs> she just doesn't tell me anything. And we're wow, friends. fam. What do you mean? Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> what would be your advice to, like, not be an awkward human being on a date to anyone? I think that, well, we touched on it. Just know that you actually rule this world. Ooh, like, like, just that. know that. And just know that you have that tool that rules this entire world <laughs> that tool of that we tool uh, we will not name it because all women know what that tool is even yeah. if you don't want to address it you know that you have that tool so because you have that tool and that tool it doesn't necessarily have to be utilized yeah it can it's be there, it's the and the be, radiating its energy exactly and because mm-hmm. you have it you have the tool just know that you can get anything you want and he better not pay or he better pay for this date wow i almost contradicted myself Uh -uh, that was the that was another spirit (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was the patriarchy trying to slip in oh my gosh no 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 no, no. they tried the wrong one he will pay for it yeah no and if he doesn't just run away and have to clean (laughs) dishes (laughs) dead okay and any advice you have for just like self-love in general i know and self-love in general well they can listen to the first episode where i think kind of talked about that but what i will say is always just know that the confidence starts mentally so you have to believe it for yourself and know that you can create that mental space for you I second that. Mm-hmm. Always know that you're a celestial being. Ooh, so. these vocabs. <laughs> She's about to That's drop really a dictionary. Google's <laughs> dictionary. Dead. <laughs> I should do that. But yeah, going back to our goals. Yes. What goals... First, let's follow up on your last goal. Um, I think that I obviously cannot really remember what my goal was but I had a feeling I have a feeling that it had to do with my thesis and so that's coming along yeah it's you know yeah it's like happening I went to uh the writing center offered at our school so they really helped with that and just getting all my thoughts out there and yeah and so just being really diligent with it but key to success man dj khaled <laughs> oh yeah i got the keys, Shout keys, out to keys. Um, <laughs> yes and there we have it this wraps up our second episode, episode two 
episode two of dating really? relationships. Yes. Really, this was actually a lot about feminism too. I know. Because how can you talk about dating without talking about feminism? Right, as you us know? African queens. Exactly. So, I would hate it if someone sang me that song on a date, but you How are do you my feel African about men queen. calling you an African queen? Oh, God. Is it, it depends. Is it too hot for you? Like, how do you feel? <laughs> Is it too hot? <laughs> On that note, um, <laughs> I really, it, it depends on the intonations, yeah. you know? So if it said like, oh, hello, African queen, I'd be like, no, you could have a Coke. But if yes. it's like, you know, because you are a queen, then I'd be like, Yeah, mm, that's also how I feel. Mm, it's just the, the mm, underlying the, intention, the connotation, you, you know? know? Don't call me a Nubian queen, oh. because first of all, I'm not Nubian. <laughs> Secondly, there are so many tribes in Africa, yeah, and so... You, you decided to go for Nubian, like, excuse me, Hotep. Um, but if you're just acknowledging my royalty... yes. And just appreciating the regal. You know? When the regal in me sees the regal in you. Exactly. Then we can call each other queens. Yeah. On that note, to all the queens, celestial beings, and ethereal humans Mm -hmm. listening. And the kings, the, you know, on the rise. Yeah. Because you're not a king yet. Thank you for making it. Thank you for making it. Thank you for listening. And send us suggestions. Tweet at us. Our info will be in the description. The link will be in the bios of our Instagrams. So stay tuned. It's Afrolit. It's very lit.